Case Study 0033, Megaprana, with podcaster Jason Carpenter. A mutant strain of giant ferocious piranha escape from the Amazon and eat their way towards Florida. Oh no. So Jason, how are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. How about you? Uh, yeah, not not bad. Not bad. Good, good to be uh, back in the saddle again yeah. and squarely placed on a helicopter over the Amazon. Yes. How did you enjoy this movie? Um, it was extremely unpleasant. <laughs> this might have been... I've, I watched it four times now. And yes, it's uh, it gets worse when you watch it alone. Mm. The last two times Mm. I watched it alone for preparation, I had no one to joke with. Right. Um, And the movie itself has no humor. It has no soul. It really doesn't. And I'm so glad you're saying this because you usually pick movies that you enjoy on some level. And I was like, oh, but this was really bad. Like, it was, (laughs) I don't want to, no, it was like, it was painful. Every 10 minutes I had to check how long I was because it, at least 20 minutes in, I was like, this is going to end any minute, right? Like, there's (laughs) no way it can keep going. There's nothing left to do. I watch the first two times I watched it with family. Uh, we watched mm-hmm. it twice accidentally. We watched it once and <laughs> forgot about it. And we, we remembered one key scene. Years later, we were watching it again. We kept going, have we seen this? Have we seen this? But we're laughing. We're joking. And then you were gracious enough to let me back on the show. And I said, oh, Mega Piranha. It's so <laughs> funny. It's so bad. It's good. And rewatching, I was like, this is a chore. Mm-hmm. I compared it to um, this is the Asylum Films version of Mad Max Fury Road. Okay, it's just one long action scene. Yeah, yeah, and absolute nonsense. Absolute nonsense. Anytime science or a plan was brought up, it made zero sense whatsoever. Well, Tressa, actually, I have a bunch of science questions for you <laughs> as we go through this movie because I thought, is that true? Oh, I looked a few up. I did too. And no, they're not. <laughs> okay, None of them. <laughs> okay, I looked up the battery. We'll get to that. Yeah, they did. <laughs> I go, that, was, that was great because the only reference I could find online was shitty life pro tips. That's hilarious. Yeah. I love that one. Yes. So let's dig into this piece of shit. Let's do it. <laughs> let's do it. It's terrible. <laughs> we start off. In the Amazon on some river, right? Or Noko. I know that because yes. I'm a big Inya fan. I was expecting oh. for her to make an opinion. Orinoco Flow was her big mainstream hit. And Is she South American? No, she's like Celtic or something. But uh, I, I think there's like a good age difference between you and I. I'm much older. So I remember on VH1. No. When, yeah, I'm Honey, like, I am older than you. I'm 46. I'm 48. Oh, okay. You don't remember VH1 playing Orinoco Flow on repeat back in like 88? I remember Enya to no end. I loved her. 
but I do not remember any of the names of the songs or the albums. Or <laughs> they anything. are weird. They are weird named. Yeah. Yes. So we're on this river and um, we see uh, a couple walking through the Amazon. Yes. She's going to go swimming. He pulls a pancake out of his pocket and starts eating. <laughs> yeah, I'm assuming that was the, you know how they have that Hispanic brand bimbo yeah. foods? I'm assuming, mm-hmm. I've never had one. I'm assuming they're delicious. It looked delicious. It looked like a pancake, though. <laughs> it did look like he's like, oh, <laughs> He full on took that out of his pocket yeah. and it was just this beautiful circle of dough. Yes. I loved it. Needless to say, she goes swimming, gets eaten. He's doesn't but he does yes he gets pulled back in and one of the things i had a problem with these piranhas is whether it's factually true or not we never got to see skeletons Mm. i wanted to see piranhas eating all the meat off of skeletons because that's what we all thought when we were kids right yeah i mean if it's like a cgi skeleton you're right they ate the bones they ate everything which is what they do the rest of the movie they eat literally everything Oh, God, I just, I want to jump all over this movie, and I, I feel like I need to stick to a timeline, but it's so stupid. Okay, it's so anyway. Bad. It's so bad. Now we cut to politicians on the river talking, an American and a Venezuelan yes. with a bunch of bikini-clad ladies, and they're having a fun time talking about politics. Now, I, again, somehow I found the unrated version. They were not wearing oh. bikinis. They were topless. What? Which I How thought did you it... find that not rated version? I'll t- I'll tell you uh, I'll tell you <laughs> after the show. Uh, you you can Wait. find them online on certain websites that may <laughs> allow you to view the movie at your own pleasure. Um, Got it. Pornhub. Got it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes, I typed in Mega Piranha. That's the first thing that popped up. <laughs> I loved that. This is the first time we start to see this movie setup where they'll show a character. Then they'll turn into a black and white photo with their name and their title loudly announced. It goes, zoom, zoom. And we learn that this U.S. ambassador is on a river boat, like not like a yacht. Mm -mm. It's like something they rented from the marina with a Venezuela liaison. And the U.S. ambassador to Venezuela is wearing a shirt he got at Kmart an hour before (laughs) filming. Barely fits him. And Um, I don't know much about international politics, but I'm pretty sure ambassadors of other countries don't hang out with topless women on some (laughs) boat that the Venezuela liaison's like, hey, I just rented this for the afternoon. It was $100. And these ladies. And these ladies. Let's go. But yeah, they're discussing vague politics, if I remember correctly. Yeah, very vague. Just like, oh, maybe we shouldn't be talking about politics, quote unquote. Yes, yes. (laughs) And this, the scenes and the wipes and the title cards for each characters, this was also, this reminded me of the last movie we watched, which was Death Racers, Mm. which was very similar, only the title cards looked more like JAG or NCIS, but it still had that shitty, like, fast forward, and then, oh boy, it's like the editors of 2006 were like, man, we have changed the way movies look. (laughs) Everyone's going to love this. It's It's going to be here forever. When I was watching this, I realized something. Because I I do love Asylum movies, and I have favorite directors. And I knew I was in for trouble that they did not list the director on this movie. Oh, I didn't even notice that. Yeah, it said producer, David Michael Latt, who's the producer of all the Asylum films. And then it just went into the two people walking into the river. 
there's two directors, two different people made this movie. Alan Smithy and who else? Exactly, and Smithy <laughs> Allen, and neither of one of their names on it. But yeah, vague politics on this river until they're attacked by piranhas. Until there's an alligator head that looks more oh, like yes. a gorn head from Star Trek. It is just like... I thought it was a water buffalo at first. It wasn't even <laughs> obvious what it was. It was just like floating there. Yeah, it looked weird and yeah. not able to float. No. And everyone was like, oh, what? Okay, so now this is when we get to see the titular mega piranhas. Yes. That raises a question, Tressa. Mm -hmm. At what this is like a philosopher's question, like the boat of thesis, or if I pronounce that correctly. I have at, no idea. At what point does a piranha become a mega piranha? Because several times they go, these are giant piranhas, and yet mm -hmm. are they? Because they That's simply a great get point. bigger. Like multiple times. Mm -hmm, so that, yeah. that maybe that's a philosopher's journey we'll take throughout <laughs> this review. But yeah, this right. is what sets the plot into motion. The ambassador and this Venezuelan politician or liaison are mysteriously killed. And they think it may be a terrorist attack. Yes, they think it may be a terrorist attack, which there is no security on that boat, by the way. Again, I don't know how willy-nilly ambassadors <laughs> are with their personal security, but... I mean, if they think they might get terrorist attacked... Maybe have some security? Maybe. Uh. Yeah, maybe. Maybe just don't go on a boat down in Amazon River. <laughs> we get the best actor in the movie, I feel, who always <laughs> elevated. And this, there's a lot of competition. Mm -hmm. Greg Brady. Yeah. Did you catch his actual character's name? Wasn't it like Grady Grady Bragg or something like that? It was just... it was, yeah, it was Bob Grady. That was they it. basically just switched the first two letters, and I... Oh, that made me mad. I did love his entrance when he called, made his phone call. He was facing away from the camera. Uh -huh. And then he spins around do. in his chair. As you do, you know, normally when you're making video calls, you're doing something and you spin around and you go, Finch, we have a mission for you. <laughs> and then it stops. He turns black and white. Mm -hmm. Bob Grady appears on the screen. Right. He's calling the man so cool, he only has one wall in his apartment. <laughs> Because it's obviously a soundstage. Like, you actually see the top of his wall and a warehouse behind it. Special Agent Jason Finch. Mm. Yes. Yeah. He doesn't even need to be told what to do. He's already packing and ready to go once that video call starts. 100%. Yeah. He's ready. He's he ready to go. He's to go. He's, He's been a waiting professional. his whole life for whatever mm -hmm. this mission is. Yes. <laughs> to me, I mean, she's probably a nice guy in real life. I don't want to knock the dude personally. In this yeah. movie, he seems like an anthropomorphic bicep with <laughs> all the personality that comes around with that. Like, he just seems like a walking muscle. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. He's a super fit dude. Like, he mm -hmm. shows off his body constantly. Yeah. He just does the weirdest stuff in this movie. Dude. Yeah. I, I had to look him up because I thought maybe he's a professional wrestler, and that's why <laughs> Jason knows about this movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and... No, he's into martial arts, I guess, but he's basically a stuntman that just started acting for the asylum, which totally checks out. I did his early stuff is like either softcore porn or borders on it, but I don't think he does sex scenes. Like he's on like lethal seduction at the beach. 
And right. his newest film is actually called, I don't want to give it the name because I don't want to misquote it, but his newest film that he just did this year, he apparently is in a training video for semi-truck drivers. Wow. Yeah, yeah. so very varied career. But he's done like 86 movies. But his newest wow. one was like United Trans Lines. We carry your stuff. That, you're <laughs> blowing my mind. So there I we mean, go. The, the ladder he has climbed. Exactly, it's exactly. Gorgeous. We meet the scientists on the river now. I'm assuming the Orinoco River again. Yeah. And, oh, yeah, because they are looking for the boat or they knew about the guy's I don't know why they're looking for the boat. This was a big red flag for me. We're 10 minutes in and I was confused. <laughs> right. Like I was, all, I thought there was a deeper conspiracy going on. So uh -huh. let me, so just to get this straight, the scientists created the piranhas, correct? Right. Did they do that as some sort of weapon for Colonel Diaz or did they do that on accident? I'll tell you what they did. Okay. They were trying to produce a, a kind of fish that they could make bigger so they could... Uh, give people food. Okay. They were trying to make a bigger food supply. I don't know why they decided piranha was the perfect food <laughs> supply. Okay, okay. But there we are. They did mention later, they said, we provide 30% of the food in this country. Um, right. So I thought that it was something, but I, th I, I was thinking there was going to be a subplot that they were working with Colonel Diaz, but the movie's not that interesting. It's so one layer. It really... Yeah. It's like half a layer. It's like... <laughs> It's like a scab on skin. It's not even the full healed skin. <laughs> We're back at the lab. Yes. The very green lab with the green lighting. Ugh, yeah. We find out that the piranhas are doubling in size every 36 hours, mm -hmm. according to the scientists with a little tiny notebook. Yes. Yes. And Fitch has arrived in Venezuela. And he doesn't speak any Spanish, which is no. great sending him there. Right. Like what? He's like this totally great dude that's awesome about everything. You're not, you don't speak Spanish. It's like, super that weird. Like one of the language. Come yeah, on. Yeah, they dude. could have easily just given him, because that that constantly pops up. Like he's having to like, he's kind of having to bluff his way past guards, and he's like, oh, estos mios, and they're like, come in, sir. You obviously are one of our people. Like, just make him speak Spanish. Why even include right. that in? I, I, he, the actor probably doesn't speak Spanish, but that you're is a hundred percent the case. Yeah, you're an actor. Just pretend. I loved it. This is the first time we get, he comes out of the airport, which is actually like a library that they put a sign on that said airport. And there's a guy holding a sign that says Finch. Yeah. He's supposed to be a secret agent. Right. And he's got that comically large sign that made me giggle. Exactly. It's like drawn on with a giant Sharpie. <laughs> and he, the guy's like, <laughs> Finch is like, I don't speak Spanish. The guy's like, here, come this way. I got your cab. We're getting ready to go. And he's like, I have no idea what you're saying. And then Tiffany, uh -huh. pop star, 80s pop star Tiffany shows up. And this was, again, like 10 minutes into the movie. She stops him and she goes, hi, I'm Tiffany. I work <laughs> at this laboratory. We have I a problem. I used to sing in malls. Yeah, I yeah. used to sing in malls. And now we're standing outside one doubling as an airport. <laughs> and she goes, um, there's, a, there's, there's a problem. And then they cut to Finch, just a blank look on his face. And they cut back uh -huh. to her and she goes, these fish, they're what's killed the ambassador and you need help. And then they cut back to Finch and there's just this blank look on his face. I'm like, what was he? He looks like a lunkhead. This scene, and there were so many scenes and they might all be Fitch scenes. I'm not sure, but... It seemed like there was dialogue missing because yes, they were just yes. staring at each other for the longest time. Yes. And I think I came up with why. Okay. I think that it was supposed to be a comedy and they were waiting for a laugh track. 
Maybe. No, um, I'm kidding. I was going to say, because if that's the case, this is the most, like, avant-garde comedy ever. <laughs> you know, it's funny because, like, we talked about Sharknado. When movies try to be goofy, which Sharknado, mm-hmm. the original ones, definitely don't. But right. when movies try to be goofy, like The Lost Skeleton of Kadarva, it's really, really hard to be fake bad. Right. Um, I uh, yeah. agree, yeah. Or to wink and nod and go, isn't this crazy? Look at these sharks in the tornado. This movie's the opposite. It takes itself as seriously as a J. Jason Bourne movie. There is not a smile. Nobody smiles in the whole movie. It's like Zack Snyder directed an asylum film, and it's <laughs> it's soulless. It just you're. It's such a. It's sh- and we're just getting started. I mean, it's such a trudge. We haven't even got. Uh, okay, so anyways, yeah, that's we're how like I felt. five minutes in. We're five minutes in. Yeah. <laughs> so they finally get to the military base, yes. and I don't remember the one military guy's name. The one who's like. Ah, stupid Americans. Yes. We get all our guns from China now, idiots. The second in command who meets his comeuppance. He sure has a fiery oh, mouth God. on him, doesn't he? Oh! Yeah. <laughs> Best death in the movie, yes, for yes, sure. Yes, by far. <laughs> and we meet Diaz, the, uh, yes. the, the one official in Venezuela that is the official of everything as far as we know. And he gives him a room on the base instead of letting him stay in a hotel. Fitch, I mean. He's like... Fish, come on. What, how would fish... The, the sunfish chewed on this stupid piece of wood that Tiffany gave you for proof. Yeah. Not piranha, which sunfish are tiny, right? Like, I what? Don't I don't even understand what's going on here. I like it. First off, I have to address this now. As Please. a writer, you're allowed to pick your characters' names, just letting the people who wrote this movie. If you have a guy named Finch... And you have a character who pronounces it as fish. (laughs) And the movie's about killer fish the whole time. People are like, fish, come over here. And I was like, what? Are they talking about the fish? I had to rewind. There was one scene, this one motivational speech towards the end. Had to keep Mm -hmm. rewinding. I didn't know if they were talking to him or the fish. But yeah, Colonel Diaz, whose list, his official title is military junta leader. I don't know what that means. That is when the military illegally overthrows the government and takes control. I thought that was going to be a plot. I thought he was trying to seize power yeah. from... Nope. That's kind of a big thing. I would think it would be in the movie. They keep talking about the secrets he has in the jungles. You don't want the military out there. You'll find your secrets. What secrets? They never... I thought he was running drugs or he was making right. his own fish. I don't mm-hmm. know. Yeah. Uh, nope. Mm-mm. It is like the golden box from Pulp Fiction. It is a mystery that will never be solved. <laughs> and I'm always going to wonder. I always will. There'll be huge four-hour YouTube essays about it. What was in <laughs> Colonel Diaz's jungle? So we decide, as Diaz, we decide that we're going to go over the Amazon, check out this river. And Fitch is like, um, are we going to land? And he's like, no, it's the Amazon. You can't land. Why are we taking this helicopter ride if we're not landing? Why are we in this helicopter? And people were eating pancakes and just walking into the river. <laughs> like the same section of river, but he, the military can't land. But you can walk there. You can have a nice little picnic with yeah, your girlfriend. No problem. No problem. So they get back to the base and Fitch is like, all right, well, I'm going to go look at this stupid river on my own, stupid guys that are trying to make me not do it. He hires a boat. But first. Oh, yeah. How does he escape the base? Oh there is Sneakily. A, there is a montage. He's like, I, I got to check it out. 
broad daylight. Mm-hmm. They show them walk out of the aircraft hangar, and then the music's like da 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 da, and they just show a close up of him rolling underneath. We don't know what he's rolling underneath a moving vehicle. There's a scene. Oh, right. where, yeah, these guards are like walking on like a little bridge over a creek. And then the camera pans down and he's climbing up. There's a scene where he's walking in front of a giant doorway of a, a warehouse. Broad daylight. Yeah. He just crouches a little bit and walks a little <laughs> bit faster. My, my favorite was when the camera showed the two guards walking. And then it pans up <laughs> and, and he's doing the splits. Up between a ladder and a wall. Like, how did he get up there? That's more obvious, dude. How did they not see him when they were walking through that thing that he's under or over? Exactly. But he does get out of the base, and you're right, he does. He just walks up to a boat and says, take me down the river. Oh, he has coordinates. Oh, that's true. He does. And you remember where he's headed? A a dam of some kind? The biggest beaver dam that it can hold back the Amazon. It's just like twigs and branches. He's like crawls over it. That looked uncomfortable. I would think that you would just get on the land and walk around it because he's crawling over these sticks, getting jabbed with them. I'm like, I did not think of that. That is why I'm not. (laughs) That's why I don't eat pancakes in the Amazon. This, this, these logs are what's keeping the piranhas out mm. of the rest of the Amazon that's going that could put Venezuela at risk if he crawls over it. Yeah. Right. I mean, they can take down any boat mm-hmm. made out of anything, mm-hmm. but this dam is just beyond these fish. It's that's just true. too much. That is true. And that dam becomes a central plot point. Yes. All those twigs, all those branches saving us from the are, are but again, are they mega piranhas yet? That is the question. I mean, how big are piranhas usually? Cuz I mean, tiny. they were oh, okay. I don't know. I don't know, because he when he grabbed that one and he plops it on a desk, I'm like, it's a it's a big fish, but it's not the biggest goddamn fish I ever saw. I think piranhas are normally the size of your hand or smaller, because it's a pack I animal. Mean, that's fair, but yeah. still, I'm not impressed by this giant piranha. Oh, you'll be impressed by the end then, Tressa. Oh, really? Because they get pretty mega. <laughs> <laughs> they get pretty big. Uh, we skipped over the part where he's fighting these piranha. Yes. He's, I mean, logically, you're you're going to fight fish with a knife, I guess. Yeah. That's logical. But it is also hilarious to watch. It's pretty bad. It's so good. I, I loved it. So. And this is in a movie that's an hour and a half long that, like, right now, this is still mm-hmm. set up. From this point on, it is a hour and a half long action film. Yes. This is the only, only piece of competent storytelling in the whole movie where he stabs the piranha in the eye and they Mm -hmm. reference that later. There was no other point in the movie that has any sort of Chekhov's gun, any sort of thing that has any sort of foreshadowing. I was, I wanted to ask you, we can talk about this at the end. What do you think the theme is of this movie? I mean, even in St. Clown Posse, even Um, death racers had a theme. I think the theme to this movie was friendship. Okay. The friends you made <laughs> along the way, the scientists. But it's friendships where you can't smile at all. You don't smile right. the entire time you mm-hmm. know them. Yeah, he fights the fish. Mm-hmm. And then he gets on land and he goes, those sure were some mega piranhas. And then an even <laughs> bigger piranha tackles him. And he says, what the fuck? Yes, yes. Which Love is that. weird for Asylum movies. So again, yeah. you get, earn a point for that. And that's what he takes back to Colonel Diaz and goes, here's your... Oh, no, he first... Then he calls up Bob Grady. And like you said, it's half the dialogue. He goes, sir, yeah, it's Jason Finch. Right. We got giant piranhas. Yeah, 
There are so many one-sided yeah. conversation, phone conversations yeah. in this movie. There's no cutback to what anyone else is saying. No. That's right, sir. That giant piranha, sir. <laughs> you heard me right, yes, sir. Yes, yes. Okay. I do love it just for budgetary reasons. You know, Bob Grady is Secretary of State. But every time he's making a phone call, he's like, I just got out of a meeting with the president in the White House. Now I'm standing outside a dumpster. What are you doing down there, Finch? Like, it was, he was either in a car, in a factory. Mm-hmm. Office. Just an office, yeah. He's at Office Depot. Yes. Oh, uh, thank you, Greg. He gets back to Diaz and he's like, see, look, giant piranha. This is the problem. And then he goes back to the scientist and he's like, see, look, giant piranha. And they decide to like dissect it. Yes. They cut a tiny, tiny, tiny slit in the belly of this fish and then poked at it. And she's like, oh, look at this. Double organs. Oh, crap. So much stuff is going on inside this fish. Look at this. And like, it's just the smallest open. How? how no. Mm-hmm. I will say this this is where I will I will uh back down to your scientific knowledge when he brings back the giant fish giant piranha sorry mega piranha to the laboratory he says we'll just blow them up and the scientists go no and he goes what if we electrocute them and they said no that could cause them to reproduce yep so is that common when you electrocute a fish do they have babies do they immediately have baby fish i think you'll find that most animals if you electrocute them they'll spontaneously reproduce okay okay well then i should (laughs) stop trying to electrocute ants i should stop getting my lightning lightning poles taken down and then they're plant so they can't blow them up you can't electrocute them at one point he said we can drop acid in the water jason finch What's the opposite of an environmentalist? Jason Finch is basically a villain from Captain Planet. Drop acid into the Amazon River. And they said, no, this is their plan. If they reinforce the beaver dam with concrete slabs, we will drain the estuary. And then he says, quote, they will suffocate. We'll drown them. I don't, I didn't get that. I mean, I heard it. I didn't understand it. And you, has anyone ever said, we got to drown this fish? I mean, <laughs> like, I maybe there's something if you deprive the water of oxygen or something? Uh, sure. Like, make it a uh, bad water. I, no, I don't I don't understand it. You the, Every time they came up with a plan, it made no sense. No. Why can't you blow them up? Why? Why? Like, Which is, I, yeah. You can't. You have to suffocate them. You have to suffocate those fish. And then, you're right, they do have double organs. I had to write this down. I actually wrote down Tiffany's quote because uh, I figured this might come into play later. It didn't. Um, (laughs) They have half a dozen new organs. So just new new organs in there. Two hearts. Yep. A triple thick skin. And they're hermaphrodites. Right. So they breed on their own. So and electric <laughs> apparently electricity makes them very randy. So these there is basically no way to stop these things, even though constantly they just stab them and shoot them, and then they kill themselves all the time. I all right. I I have so much to say about the ending, and I just mm, I, science. Yes. So they're like, well, we need to know their migration patterns. What's going on? Bring it up on the computer. Yeah. Also something that never gets brought up again because he's like, oh, well, in this amount of time, what is it, 48 hours, they're going to be in all these rivers. They'll be in the Mississippi in 48 hours. 
that that was the end of that conversation. Pretty much. Never talked about again. It's interesting because I learned on IMDb, there is no way to take a river all the way from the Amazon to the Mississippi. Did you know that? Did you know that there's not a river that crosses two continents? I had no idea. That's so logical. I would never guess. Yeah, yeah. But they sure show these red lines crawling. I like it how they're like, listen, it's going to devastate South America, but in 48 hours, it'll be in the Mississippi. Like that's... It'll be in the important place. Yes, that's when we need to take a stance of these things. And you know what's funny is the scientists... This is what was confusing to me. The scientists never really seemed to feel bad about creating these things. They're like, never. oh, we shouldn't have done that. Like They would be like, oh, no. But they were never like, oh, my God, this weighs so heavily on my conscience. Like, never. the mm-hmm. idea of trying to save people, we've created something that might end global sea trade. Never. There was never an apology. Nope. There was never like, hey, you know what? We fucked up. It was just like, yeah, we did this thing. You guys got to save us now because, uh, ugh. But you can't drop acid in the water. You can't blow them up, which is what Colonel Diaz, who he says, of course, I'm going to attack them. I'm a soldier. That's all he can think about. So Operation L-23, Colonel Diaz loads up his helicopters. He's Oh, and I liked it how they're getting ready to go. And Jason Finch just gets on the helicopter and goes, hey, guys. (laughs) And they're like, who's that? They're like, hey, Diaz needs to talk to you. And he's like, awesome. I need to talk to Diaz. Go in your meeting. On that helicopter yes. while they do junk. What? Yeah, and That's not where meetings nope, happen. Nope, and they're just flying around. CGI helicopters <laughs> for the next five minutes just shooting CGI bullets. Uh, <sighs> yeah, they're shooting. They're, they're not just, like, shooting missiles at fish. They're shooting fish with, like, guns and stuff, and it's it's not effective for some reason. How 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 are they not shooting every single piranha directly with those guns? Um, I think if you remember, the triple thick skin <laughs> makes them bulletproof. <laughs> also, they have multiple organs, so maybe they shot like two or three hearts, but maybe the fourth or fifth heart. But what's funny is uh, every time they open fire on these things or threw explosives in the water, a bunch of them died. Like, they thought this was the end, and then they come back. And then later in the movie, they do blow a bunch up, and they're like, it's finally over. And then they're just bigger and bigger. Yeah. But the big thing is, is they go to shoot these piranhas with missiles and guns, and they accidentally blow up that super secure beaver dam. How did they let that know. happen? Who would have thought the shockwaves from missiles would have <laughs> had that sort of impact on the beaver community? But yeah. And Fitch goes, this plan is foobar. Yes. Wow, yeah. dude. Yeah, he was probably... That's a great I imagine the whole time he's like, I'm going to improv that line. I can't wait till we do this day of shooting. <laughs> he probably didn't have a line. And he's like, oh, make mm. me sound so military. I can't wait. For yeah, this. yeah, Exactly. And this is when I wrote, oh, man, I thought this movie was almost over, and I'm not even one-third of the way through. It definitely would be the climax of a lot of other Asylum movies. It would have been little people getting killed by piranhas, Mm -hmm. beachgoers, the mayors, like, we still got to have the Piranha Fest. We can't cancel it. That's our biggest tourism (laughs) boon. And then this would be the ending of a normal Asylum movie. This is the scene Um, end of Act 1. That would be logical. We get back to the base and everyone in the military is so excited. They killed all the piranha. They're drinking whatever they drink there. And then Diaz is like, we're going to take your girlfriend's lab. He's like, whoa, we're just friends. It's cool. Don't get weird about it. A little foreshadowing. I guess that's more foreshadowing for the end as well. (sighs) (laughs) No chemistry. No chemistry at all. Oh, my God. 
So then everyone, all the military go to the lab and they're like, oh, it'd be a shame if something happened to this beaker. And they just start destroying. They didn't really <laughs> they say do, that, but yes. they just start destroying and the lab. It's fine, say, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And now they're on the run. Or no, they take them back to the military base. Before this, so they're all in the lab. They're all in the lab, right? <laughs> they do. They like start roughing it up like it's an apple cart in a mafia <laughs> movie. And they show Finch, like, grab a knife off the mm-hmm. counter. Yep. Now, see, luckily, Finch, you know, he came here, he took an airplane, but luckily he does have Tiffany's vehicle, which is that, like, 1998 Toyota Camry, <laughs> yeah. which will be used in every chase scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're arresting these scientists in front of him. Right. And he's standing there with a knife in his pocket. And she goes, run, run, Finch, run. Don't let them arrest you. And then Colonel Diaz is looking right at Finch. And the camera pans to Colonel Diaz and he goes, and arrest Finch too. And the camera pans back. <laughs> Finch is gone. He's a wizard. He He's just wizard. disappeared. I, I actually rewound that scene and I go, yeah, no, Colonel Diaz was directly looking at him. He didn't blink. There was multiple people in the room looking at him. He disappeared. It's not a big room. No, and then he disappeared into a old car, an old, I think it was like just a Hyundai or something like that. It's all, just like driving down the road. There was no guards outside. And yeah, so now we have the two. Now we have the two plots. Now it's super exciting. The mm-hmm. scientist being tortured with right. a phone book, and Finch outside watching with binoculars. The world's worst binoculars that will not stay focused at all. <laughs> but they have all those cool little CGI things. Come on, Tressa. Fine. You don't need any focus. It's fine. Uh-uh. Did he do anything with that scalpel that he palmed? Nope. It? All right, we just want to. Okay. He probably did that as an improv again. (laughs) He's like, this will be really cool. And maybe they'll let me use it. And they're like, no, sir, put it back. This is going to be so foobar. It's going to be great. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, exactly. Now we got gunboats searching for more fish. Are they searching for more fish? What were they doing out there? Yeah, they were looking for fish. Oh, my notes are a little goofy. I mean, I think two of the scientists get loose. They end up breaking out of jail or he rescues them. Two of the scientists say, we're going to go do more yeah. research while the military's looking for us. Right. That's what it was. Finch broke them out, and then they were like, all right, let's go do science Yes. Stuff. And they saw the gunboat get <laughs> yeah, eaten. These mega piranhas. This is where I think we can start calling them mega, mega piranhas, piranha. when they ate a boat and 20 men on it. A steel boat, yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Which is, mm-hmm. yeah, again, I guess there is a lot of foreshadowing, because that will come up later as well. I don't know if that's foreshadowing, or just they ran out of ideas. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I'm giving them, uh, I have Stockholm Syndrome now. <laughs> giving them too much credit. <laughs> Actually, this is one of my favorite movies. I don't... (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes. So a soldier stops the science guys next to the water. Yes. They're standing too close to the water, The whole movie, they're standing too close to the water. (laughs) Nothing happens because the soldier gets eaten by a piranha or gets pulled in or something. Well, there's a fake out. First, one of the scientists slips into the water, and you think he got got and then the guard looks and the piranha got him this is pretty much the, this is pretty much the next 30 minutes of the movie i mean it's a slog it's just constant like people go to location they set up the camera someone gets eaten by a now i have tons of notes i'm not trying to gloss over it no 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 but, for sure uh, i believe this is the same scene that there's a shot of 
both the scientists and now I'm going to call them safari scientists and yes. beatnik scientists. Okay, good. Yeah. And and they watch one of the guys get pulled into the river. Beatnik scientist is holding back safari scientist and safari scientist is just like, oh, we got to, oh, we have to save. Oh. But like, he's not trying. There's no try no. there. He just is like, I want you to think that I care. I think he probably he wanted care. to save the fish for a more examination. Mm, that's true. Like that gonna makes more sense. They're going to get all bloody. <laughs> Yeah, super insane. And you know what? So this, I did mess up my notes. This is where the scientists get caught, taken back, and are tortured. I think. I don't know. I think that was before, but okay. really it does not matter. <laughs> it doesn't. Everything is interchangeable. I could have watched this on a DVD skip scene randomizer, and it would have made as much sense. And would have been just as action-packed. It's just uh, nonstop. Agreed. I believe Fitch is talking to uh, Grady and... Uh, another one-sided phone conversation and Fitch is like oh no I guess it wasn't because Grady says did you hear about the attack last night and Fitch is like yes sir 20 men that's the scene I want to see I want to see 20 men taken out because they weren't talking about the gunboat, were yeah. they? Yeah, they were talking about the gunboat. Oh, right. never mind then. <laughs> I thought we were talking about Americans, the well, only people it, that care. Well, that was what was so funny about that. I actually thought when he said that, I go, oh, he actually cares about... Because they're not enemies at this point. Like, Colonel Diaz is, like, arresting people. And they've right. made references to him being, like, cartel or running mm-hmm. some shady thing in the jungle. But he hasn't killed anyone and he is right. Like, Colonel Diaz is like, the, America thinks they can come in and tell us what to do. Uh, we're buying guns from China, so we don't need you anymore. He just assumes that these people who created monsters in his country work for the CIA. He's the killmonger of this movie. He is absolutely right. <laughs> he is. He is his right. His whole world has been fucked up, and he's just trying to save stuff. And no, it turns out to be the bad guy for some reason. Yeah, yeah. Because he's not an American. I th- That's why. I think it's because he's not an American, and I think it's because he He's opposing monsters in his country. He's, he's anti-monster <laughs> in his country. And we just can't stand for that, Tressa. He's not a greenpeacer. No, he's not. Yes, yes. Yeah, that comes up later, too. Uh, <laughs> Colonel Diaz. But yeah, that was his going, like, 20 lost souls. Jason Finch is like, mm. yeah. Maybe you were right. I- it's super confusing. I watched this movie twice in the last 24 hours, and I have notes and I don't remember the mm-hmm. sequence of events. No, yeah. I watched it right before this, and I'm still lost. <laughs> it's so rough. Yeah. So Fitch is following the military that has the scientists, and they're transporting them somewhere, but I'm not sure where. And there's tornado sirens, yes. which I guess, I mean, I'm from the Midwest, so it's tornado sirens. I don't know if they're differently labeled somewhere else. We call them air raid sirens in okay. the West Coast, yeah. In Venezuela, though, I think they're called mega piranha sirens. Oh, that makes a lot of sense, yes, actually. Yes, because they get in a traffic jam. What happens is Finch is following the prisoners, and all of a sudden you see, we're in downtown Venezuela, and you mm-hmm. see a bunch of women in their 20s who look like Hollywood extras running down the street <laughs> next to a warehouse. That's weird. Probably in That's Van Nuys. Weird. Yeah, no, super weird. I don't know what you mean. And, uh, that was a great shot because it's Fitch is walking down the street looking like a badass, yeah. walking towards the danger, and in the background, there's these 20-something women doing the Kermit flailing arm <laughs> run. Yes, yes. And he's pushing them out of the way. He's like, get out of the <laughs> yes. way. Yeah. Let me ask you this, actually, now that we're at this point, because this is going to, mm-hmm. this puzzled me for the next hour. His black t-shirt uh, had yes. the red stripe over the, yes. what was, was that supposed to be like some insignia? I have no idea. I tried to look it up, and I couldn't find anything about it online. 
I have no idea. Like, it looked stitched on. My theory is that he had like a Ralph Lauren logo on his shirt and they had to cover it up. I would agree with you because it looked like felt. It, did. it looked like <laughs> it bullshit. Did. It, looked, it like looked like it was felt. off. Yes. You could see it wasn't like totally like you could put a pin in it. Like you could actually yes. take an ink pin and it would hold like three or four pins. It looked yes. not sewn onto the shirt. Exactly. And I was like, oh, this has got to be some weird thing. I don't know what it is. But on my second viewing... That same insignia, that flag with the red diagonal line in it, was all over the base that okay. was in the middle of the the water, okay. and I still have no idea what it was. They also Maybe needed it's... a place to hold their ink pins. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's their flag. But yeah, so he, right. they're in that traffic jam, Kermit women running down the streets, <laughs> and uh, that's when he rescues yes. Safari scientist, Beatnik oh. scientist, and Tiffany. It gets so wild from here on yeah. out because these fish fluctuate in size between. A 20-pound fish to a good building-sized yes, fish, yes. but they never, ever... They're like, well, they could be the size of horses any day now. And I'm like, that fish just jumped into a building, and it's the entire second story. I'm trying, what are you talking about? I was trying to estimate the size, and I would say at this point, they're probably 12 to 15 feet tall. And they are still going, uh-oh, these guys, they can get as big as... Yeah, I think it's a little bit later when they go, these things can get as big as a horse. And they're already <laughs> right. destroying buildings. And I love it when they jump out of the water, you hear a splash. Like a little, like someone's <laughs> just dropping barbels into a pool and getting fully recorded. Uh, it's this giant fish. And this is what highlighted for me how dumb these things were because they're jumping into a building and dying. And one of them, and you figure maybe they saw like a delicious person up there and they jumped right. up deep. One of them just jumps up and impales itself on a lighthouse. Yes. Yes, it does. On accident. He didn't, Jason Finch didn't trick them. So these mm -mm. creatures are huge, but they're so dumb. They're not even hunting. They're not looking for food. They're just, I don't yeah, know what they're, they're doing. They're just around. jumping. And exploding for some reason. Yes. Did you catch that? Like yeah. everything is exploding. Like not everything. Half the things they jump onto explode in a fiery explosion and it makes zero sense whatsoever. Well, maybe there was a gas main. Maybe we can use science. And go, everywhere. Yes, everywhere. It was gas powered in that town and they all had open flame at the same time that uh -huh. this piranha was yeah, jumping right. in. Yeah, it was possible. I'm just being picky. I'm sorry. <laughs> So they, the, uh, Tiff has the sonar equipment. And she's like, I'm going to figure out where they're going. I mean, they're huge. Just watch where they're going. Well, I, I, here, I have another science question for you. Sure. Do fish use sonar? Because she said this is this is a device that detects fish sonar. It tells her where the fish are going. But I don't think fish go boop, 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 and bounce off um, sound waves. I don't think they would get lost the ocean is nothing but sound waves it's the noisiest you know place i gave this movie somehow the benefit of the doubt and did not even think about that <laughs> i loved it how schlub or that's how i put him in my notes safari scientist he goes yeah i'm gonna go test the water and then he starts poking it with a stick like just poking the water <laughs> with like a sticky fat like what is he testing how deep it is what? it's a science stick. it is it's a science stick <laughs> And this is where I love this. This is another piece of dialogue that I rewatched over and over again because I just had uh -huh. to write this down. So this is where beatnik scientists, uh -huh. because Jason Finch goes, how big are these going to get? Or how are, he goes, how do, how, I thought we killed them all. How are there so many? And this is what beatnik scientist says, quote, they absorb nutrients directly through their skin. So they uh -huh. just grow and multiply 
as if they were composed completely of stem cells. <laughs> I don't know much about stem cells, but aren't we all just kind of composed? Aren't those like the tiniest cells? Uh, you know, I'm not a science guy, but I think so. Okay. Yes, yes. So they're just going to keep growing. This is when they say, and they say this several times from now on, there is no limit to how big these get. They can... Eventually, the the ocean may just be one giant piranha. <laughs> like every every Pacific, like the tail's going over the Suez Canal, the head is sitting. That's, yeah, that's the movie I want. That, I want yes. one giant piranha. Just going omp omp, and you just walk out of its way. <laughs> this is a pretty crucial scene yes. because Finch is like, "Oh, there's a lady screaming. I'm gonna go help her," and she's like has the weirdest scream and he's like you're gonna be okay ma'am you're gonna be okay she dies yes. whoa that's messed up and then all these piranhas start jumping at him from the same angle yes. and he does this bicycle kick for like i don't know too long and he's just kicking piranha out of the way and it is the goofiest thing i've ever seen in my life until the last fish that he kicks towards the camera <laughs> Gorgeous. I would say, I'm going to disagree with you for the first time. I would say not long enough. I wanted to see more of that. That was so funny. That was the only, like, there are parts in the movie where you're laughing because it's so bad, like when he's doing the splits. I remember I was watching my family and we're like, what is this movie? But when he was bicycle kicking those things, that was the only moment of joy I found watching it on my own. It was over far too soon. And I'm going to give you a little bit of a tip from IMDb's trivia page on this movie. Oh, This is, I think, the very first thing. It says, in the scene where Jason Finch... This is so stupid. When the scene where Jason Finch is bicycle kicking the piranhas, he's actually kicking nothing. What? That makes no sense. I saw the fish right there. I, know. I was like, why is that even trivia? Why is it even trivia? I know they weren't like, I know there weren't real fish. Did I think they were throwing volleyballs? And what? He just bicycle kicked and some CGI guy eight months later just go, uh. He's just that good of an actor. He's that. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, we believe in he was actually kicking fish his big, as big as he is. Ugh. Yeah, you're right. It was one of the best things that ever happened in this movie. And 100%. I regret saying it was too long because it definitely was not. It's too short. We get safari scientists standing in front of a green screen. So, you know, something bad is going to happen. Yes. And he immediately gets chomped up by a, um, uh elephant-sized piranha, yes. I would guess. I'd say that. Sure. Tiff has a meltdown. She just wants to kill them all. Oh, yeah. I think I wrote that down, too. I think I wrote down that quote. Um, no, I didn't. Never. I, I thought I did. There was another time she loses it. This actually might have been the time where she's just like, I just want to shoot them. I just want to kill them all. They just got to blow up. I just want to kill. And that was her moment. That was Tiffany's little yeah. acting moment. So we'll give her that. I, I don't know if I want to give her that, but sure. <laughs> uh. He's like, I need you. I need you on your game. We got to do yes. this. And the military is right behind them, like right behind them. And they're like, run. And goofy as hell. They did not have enough time to run away from them. They would have gotten them like that. I don't care. It's fine. I would say this, though. If you look at the Venezuelan army's uniforms, they clearly didn't fit the soldiers. No. They were super baggy. So they might have been tripping. Yeah. They don't, you know, they're mm. a little bit slower. Yeah. And it was the sand. So it was like, that's, that's hard to run in. Yeah, that is true. They're not trained for that. That's my headcanon, that they're just uniforms weren't <laughs> fitting right. Right. They, they're used to what they can get. That's true. And this is where we get from beatnik scientists. He says, quote... They'll be the size of a horse by the time they reach the river. Eight hours after that, rhino. Four hours later, elephant. Then a whale. Dude, 
catch up because we are already pretty much there. Yeah, I think this is one of those things where the actors have no idea what the special effects are going to be. I think when they wait, are you telling me the fish weren't really in those scenes? <laughs> they weren't. Because... They weren't. No, <laughs> I, I'll even argue they didn't even have styrofoam props. I think it was just oh, they thought there was another time where safari scientists goes they were shooting the river and throwing grenades in, and I was like, they had helicopters. Those were missiles. Like I think they'd written a script and then forgotten about it by the time they were like putting in <laughs> CGI helicopters. I do love the lead up to beatnik scientists where he explains right now they're the size of the horse. Eight hours later is the rhino. What starts that is Finch is driving the car and the beatnik scientist says they're going to double in size. And Jason Finch goes, tell it in numbers that I know. <laughs> Explain to me like I'm five, yes. you asshole. Okay, the size of the horse. So, yeah, it's just like, this is where I actually wrote down, I really liked Greg Brady's performance in this part. Unironically, I really did. Because he yeah. sets the stage for the third act. He goes, listen, we have a destroyer that cannot be in Venezuelan waters. It will be just passing by at 10.55. You need to be here at 10.55. And that's where the river meets the ocean, where it's salt water and the fish will all gather there and then they'll be stuck and then they'll start going back down the river the opposite way. And he actually set it up like super concise. It was like a one minute speech and you're like, okay, here's the stakes for the next... Well, you think it's going to be the end of the movie. I mean, at this point, yes. this is the climax. Every five minutes, you're like, this has got to be the end, right? Yes. There's no way. There was so much of that scene where I was just glazed over, and I was like, I don't want to pay attention anymore. <laughs> that happened so, to me at the very ending. Yeah. yeah. It's also been established that they will not go into the ocean yes. because they are freshwater fish. Yes. They just won't do it. No. So they are driving to the ocean, the scientists and Fitch and Alongside them is another river or canal or something, and there are elephant-sized piranhas jumping out of the water going the same way. And it's not 12 hours later. It is still... So come on. Yeah, yeah. The scientist... Give it in numbers I know, dude. I can obviously look out and see an (laughs) elephant-sized piranha right there. And I love it that these things are breaking all-known laws of animal life, but they won't go in the ocean. Like, that's impossible, right? I mean, two hearts, triple thick skin. They're not going to get in the salt water. There is a a road stop with the military guys. Fitch is driving, and he's like, scientist guys, make yourself invisible. And they literally did. They did. They went invisible. They were gone. The guy, like, leans his head in the car and is like, hey, is there anyone in here? And he's like, it's just me, Padre. And then the two, then Tiffany's just sitting there in the next scene. It's like, what? I have, Where did they go? Here's my question for you, too. Maybe you'll know this. Uh-huh. Do fish growl? I don't think they have the capacity to do so. The organs. Because at this point, we're getting a lot of err, when they're jumping yeah. in and out of the water. Just, just so I'm clear, when I'm doing my four-hour video dissertation on this. Maybe it's like lobster when you boil them and they scream. It's just air escaping is that true from what i i don't know that's what i read oh don't spread misinformation (laughs) don't be like jason finch we're getting to the battery part we're getting to the part that had us both (laughs) so puzzled we both paused it and said i gotta check that out oh oh we're in the middle of a uh, car chase where the two people jump into the river they're not even by the car chase the car's (laughs) just going they're like 50 feet away it's just two guys wanted to swim they caught it on camera (laughs) It's a confusing car chase. And the piranhas are small again. Yes. Somebody says, it just got real. And I don't remember why. I just wrote that down. 
He was the guy who just jumped into the water. He's like, wow, right. that car drove by I at 20 miles wet. an hour. <laughs> Scientists fit there at the place. He's like, all right, we get- this is it. <laughs> We're not even close to the address, I know. No, no, this is okay. this is it. We get to the place that we need to be to tell oh, yes. the U.S. to bomb for some reason, but it, my phone is dead. My fo- How am I going to call him to tell him to do it? I know. Suck on the battery. <laughs> and then they both exclaim, because it'll give you 10% more power. The, what? I wrote down, it's the acid in your saliva will give you 10% extra charge. So that's their scientific. And he immediately then is sucking on a lithium ion battery, which I don't recommend anyone doing. No, that sounds like no. a bad TikTok challenge. If this movie had come <laughs> out today, it would be, people would be doing it on TikTok. Yeah, it works. Look at it. <laughs> It was so bizarre. It was so weird. And the weirdest thing is it's not true. Like she starts to say it and then he interrupts her and they say it at the same time. Like, oh my God, I totally forgot this common thing that everybody knows. Nope. I think maybe a good time would have been to just, you know, charge the, check your phone while you're out running the military, throw in a car charger. Cause you never know. What if you don't have enough saliva in your mouth? And nowadays phones, you can't even pull the battery out. I have the whole phone in my mouth. I'm like, trust me, this works. And they're trying to make a cell phone call to a U.S. destroyer Mm -hmm. that is actually, it's two men standing behind a bunch of like water pressure gauges. And both of these men, they can't be over the age of 25. The captain of this destroyer has long, greasy hair. He just got off his job at McDonald's. He got this part in this asylum film. And he's standing in front of a rusty bar and then his trusty shipmate. And there's so many shots of just those two guys. And then a voice off screen is like, how much time do we have left, sir? And like, who's saying these things? What's going on here? You're right. It's the it's the whole crew. It's the massive <laughs> crew that we can't see. We'd be so impressed by it if we saw it. So we just got to focus. We'd be distracted. We got to know about whether or not this battery can charge. <laughs> you know what's funny is that we had the the we have the privilege of hearing that and stopping a movie and checking it online. But imagine if you didn't. Imagine if you were just watching this movie and you're go, huh? What? <laughs> Let's try that now. My phone's almost dead. <laughs> and you're just sucking on an old battery. Ugh. I feel weird. You start reproducing. You're like, ah, <laughs> the electricity. So whatever, they shoot this place or something. The army guys find them again, so they have to run some more. And they come across this clearing with three guys just standing around. Bitch is like, all right, I'm going to fight these guys. And it was so nice. They were all so, they had such great etiquette because <laughs> like they each waited their turn they to did. get their ass kicked. They did. He, so or he nice. was that fast. No, he wasn't. No, he no. wasn't. He wasn't. He was like, uh, uh, it was like watching Steven Seagal do martial arts. It was just like this slow kind of push a guy, and he's like, whoa. Uh, you're going to speed that up, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. He probably thought that. He's like, don't make this foobar. And they're like, can you please stop saying that? <laughs> so they steal a helicopter. Diaz is right behind them, and they have a firefight in, this, in Chopper's. Oh, boy. I know. Yeah. Okay. They're both in helicopters. Which is like, I know he's on my tail. I got to turn around. He turned, he turns his helicopter around and he makes flying a helicopter look like it's very physically demanding. Like it's like <laughs> the hardest thing to do. Yeah, yeah. He finally turns around and he's facing the other helicopter and Diaz shoots him 
a missile at Fitch, and he just moves out of the way. So Diaz shot a missile at his own guys. Yes. That was great. Love it. Super action pack. <laughs> if you guys aren't picturing the raw energy through our voices and through our tone, <laughs> trust me, it is. I saw Top Gun Maverick last night, and that was nothing oh. compared to Colonel Diaz <laughs> versus Jason Finch. It's like they took a photo of a helicopter and they just moved it. <laughs> Like that, it was how magical it was. His helicopter. It was like Fast and Furious with helicopters. Exactly. It was yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Crazy. It set the template for that. And at this point, the Navy destroyer has opened fire on all of the. The, the piranhas are dead. The, right. 100%. The destroyer has killed all these piranhas. That 28-year-old naval captain is going to be an admiral now. Uh, Colonel right. Diaz mm-hmm. has just killed some of his trusted countrymen. Uh, again, mm-hmm. he's not the bad guy. He they don't. If they had shown him like running drugs or being evil, but he never was. Right. He's like, why did you guys create monsters in my jungle? I want to question. The only thing that I would say was morally wrong was them hitting a scientist with a phone book. Sure, yeah. sure, sure. But they kind of deserved it, but sure. <laughs> they did create monsters. They did create blood-sucking <laughs> freaks that you, if you electrocute them, there's more of them. But other right. than that... And for all he knows, they are CIA. But yeah, so Colonel Diaz has killed a couple of his trusted men. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. He's fine. They were also glossing over the fact that Fitch's helicopter is leaking fuel. And Tiff is like, I got this. I got an oxygen tank. We're cool. She puts an oxygen tank next to something, and that gives them some sort of nitrous boost, and now they're not low on what? fuel. I must have completely blinked. I oh. think at this point, my notes you get far like... less and less. I'll be like, huh, that happened? The movie ended? I thought I was trapped in the movie still. I thought I was living it right now. Oh, but also, those 28-year-old McDonald worker guys, they're all dead. Yes. What killed them, the... though? <laughs> was it Colonel Diaz and his helicopter? No. Okay. It was fish. What? Piranha ate that entire boat. A <laughs> U.S. destroyer. Because, yeah, at this point, originally they were jumping onto the beach, and then they were jumping into houses. Now they're jumping over a peninsula. Like, you yeah. see them flying mm-hmm. over the forest, and about maybe three or four of them, I'd say, destroy mm-hmm. a destroyer. Eat through the metal. Been an honor serving with you. People playing God Be With You, whatever that song was on the Titanic as it goes under. They actually show the actors, like, slide off the camera. They're like, whoa. <laughs> they're, like, holding onto the bar. Ah! Guys playing violin in the background. Exactly. Yes. Sad. It was. It was. It was so sad. I cried. I had to pause it. Tiff, her knees buckle, and she's like, "They can go in the ocean. I mean, they're mega piranha. Of course they can. Yeah. Shut up." Didn't she know what movie she was in? I, I just think even if you didn't know you were in a, if you didn't know you were in a silent movie, the fact that these piranhas have done everything you didn't think they were capable of, I wouldn't go. But they can't do that. <laughs> Oh, this was the quote I wrote. This is where she really loses it, where she falls to her knees. This is the quote I wrote down. They're just going to keep growing and growing, and there's nothing we can do about it. There's just nothing we can do about it. There's nothing we can do about this. There's nothing we can do. Listen, snap out of it, lady. We need to do this. Yes, you have any more oxygen? Thanks. What do I need to suck on to destroy these fish? Do you have like some sort of weapon that I can get wet with the acid in my mouth? A mega battery, baby. <laughs> yes, yes. That's all the stuff. And don't give it away. <laughs> so now everyone, I don't even remember how they got there, but everyone is on this like hideout in the middle of the ocean. Yeah. I don't remember. I what don't it's either. Called. I really started to glaze over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's 30 minutes left, by the way. Oh. Yeah. They're like, they're going to be in Florida by nightfall. We got to nuke them. 
And that's when some army guy is like, the green piecers <laughs> yes. aren't going to like how we get rid of these guys. Dude, nobody calls them green piecers. <laughs> what are they doing? We're not, I'm not military. I can't speak for you, but maybe that's how they refer to them. In the Navy. No, they don't. They don't? Okay. I'm not military, but they don't. Okay. (laughs) Now, do they actually do nuke them in the water? Is that correct? But they survive? Uh, No, they didn't. That was, like, the end plan that they never get to. But there's a scene, like, right here where a... It's like the piranha heard the plane, (laughs) and it went, "Mm -mm -mm," mm-mm-mm, and went and attacked a sub. Awesome. Because the sub was shooting missiles at a school of piranha. Okay, that's what I thought was the nuke blast was that, but okay. No, the end plan. Was to nuke Florida. Yeah. Yeah, the entire state. Just one bomb will take care of all of it. Right. Fitch is like, you know what? I got a better idea. Let's not nuke the United States. The United States is dope. Yeah. Why don't we just make one fish bleed and then they'll all die? Because they'll all eat each other or something. I don't know. That sounds right. Because it happened that one time, even only one fish died and the rest of them just ate it. Like, whatever. It's fine. Yeah. So instead of... This plan is so stupid. I hate it so much. uh, Yeah. Yeah. That was the foreshadowing, right? And I remember thinking, I think everyone thought the same thing and in real life thought, well, okay, that kills one of them. Right. But I guess it was the idea to feeding frenzy. They would kill each other, but someone should have said, well, that didn't happen. When they were much smaller, they didn't do that. And they never actually showed that ever nope. happening, even mm-hmm. at the very end, nope. before I get there. Why? They were, okay, so you're telling me every time they got shot and bombed and everything else, they never bled? Nope. What are you telling me? Triple thick skin, Tressa. Do I have to go back over my notes? (laughs) You're telling me a knife can go through that fish flesh, but a bullet cannot. It can go through the eyeball. But so this is this is where we meet the Navy SEALs, who their plan is to now swim up. Even though those things are eating destroyers and nuclear subs, Mm -hmm. they're going to swim up to them. Yeah, and And these uh, Navy SEALs are. They're goofy as hell. They're super they, goofy. Who are these people? There's like an old man. There's like a little kid. Like, <laughs> these are not Navy SEALs. There's like an old man. I'm the veteran. They have <laughs> these guns that I found out were actually super soakers painted black. <laughs> they are so comically large. It yes. would be a punchline in any other movie. Uh-huh. They're about four to five feet long. They're called the MK-15. And... I did not look them up, but I can almost guarantee these don't exist. No. It is a underwater cannon. It says, I'm going to quote here, these guns were designed for one soldier, one soldier to take down a nuclear sub. Mm -hmm. And his motivational speech concludes, so consider yourself a good match against these fish. And that's exactly what they are. Nothing Nothing but but fish. fish. Yes. And then, yeah, the old man. Yeah. Hoist the little newsy boy up on his shoulders. You can do it, son. (laughs) Oh, and then I honestly, like, I'm vaguely aware. <laughs> the rest of the last 20 minutes of the movie, I take it away, Tressa. <laughs> yeah, no, let's just, like, speed through this because I still have way too many notes for what happens here. There's fishermen. There's people playing on the beach. There's a weather lady. Yes. They're all like, wow, something's going on, but we don't know what. They're all dead. Whatever. They all get eaten. Yes. On it's camera. Navy SEALs. They start shooting at the piranha with their cool cannon the guns and it's not working because i'll tell you why because tip is like oh you know what 
some piranha don't have blood vessels in their eyes, so you might have to go through the gills. Okay, Tiff, um, uh, let's do a sidebar here. Is there absolutely anything else you need to tell exactly. us about these fish? Because I feel like you're holding back. Exactly. I feel like there's a lot of information you're not giving us and just waiting for it to happen. That's not what needs to happen right now. We need to know everything. <sighs> yeah, that was some, it was, because, yeah, weren't they hitting them in the eyes and they're like, they're not bleeding enough. Yeah. Even though yeah. that same species of piranha got stabbed in the eye and had the feeding frenzy. Like, Dude, I... But let me ask you this, Tressa. Is this movie really about man versus mega piranha or Jason mm. Finch versus Colonel Diaz? Mm. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. Maybe it's because... Greenpeacers against Venezuela. <laughs> As this, if these piranhas get loose, they're going to exponentially grow. Global trade will stop. Every continent uh -huh. will be separated from each other. And this is a this yeah. is the end of humanity. And Jason Finch climbs up a rope to have a one-on-one -on -one duel with a guy he just met 12 hours ago. Dude. And he's like, Colonel Diaz, it stops here. And he's like, what? I thought that you guys created a bunch of monsters in my jungle. I don't know who you are. And none of it matters anymore. No. He just wants to kill Fitch. And it it is ridiculous. Why are you even still in this movie? This is about Mega Prana. You need to put your thoughts aside and just let us have Mega Prana for a little yes. bit. But instead, we're going to get your pilot guy shot in the mouth with a flare gun <laughs> and then have his head explode against the windshield of the helicopter. And now I'm glad you're back, Diaz. Thank yes, you. Yes, yes. That was great. That re that was totally reminded me of Death Racers. Yes. Although Insane Clown Posse would have been like, that's a little too much. That's that's a little too... <laughs> his head popped like a Pennywise balloon. It was just like... <laughs> it was just blood everywhere. Uh-huh. They would probably have a period joke about it or something. <laughs> probably, probably. And then, uh, and then, apparently, I must have missed something. Did they have devices that would attract the piranha oh. to them? Yeah, okay. right before they leave, the seals leave. Tiff gives Fitch a thing, and he's like, "What's this?" And she's like, "It's a." A thing. I don't know. It, it's supposed to attract fish, so it's going to attract the fish to you. Yeah. Which seems like a bad idea Terrible. because whatever. Yeah. And so Diaz's like, I'm going to kill you, whatever. And Fitch is like, your fish food. And gives him this thing, jumps out of the helicopter, and a gigantic mega piranha bites the helicopter yeah. in half yeah. and jumps back in. This <laughs> this. And then they had a shot of like the helicopter underwater is like a sad shot of the fate oh. of Colonel Diaz. And again, like I looked up that whole helicopter scene. The beatnik scientist was on Colonel Diaz's helicopter. I don't know how he got on the helicopter. I have no, no idea. idea. Well, it wasn't a turncoat because Finch throws him out of the helicopter. Or he goes, right. get ready. And then he throws this guy the hundreds of feet into the piranha infested water. Right. After he got shot. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's the longest scene of underwater shooting that does absolutely nothing. Nope. Fitch is like, "All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this thing. Um, you guys get my back." And he lures the piranha that still has half of a helicopter in its mouth into this crevice and shoots it, and it explodes. Or right? Is that what know. happened? It was like super dark. It was all. I think. I think I was like losing consciousness. <laughs> um, yeah, I know that they make it bleed, and then the other piranhas eat it, and mission successful. Right, they exploded it, and it was in half, and all the other piranha were like, oh, dope, piranha blood, I'm going to eat that piranha. 
And this is why one of the reasons I'm confused why blowing them up in the first place, this didn't work. Yeah. Because they tried so many times to blow them up, but now they're blowing up in a different way and that works. Illogical. And it's making me angry. Correct me if I'm wrong. The next scene is they're on land and they're like, good job. <laughs> yes. Like they didn't show them get rid no. of all the other fish. It was just like, whoa, no. okay. They didn't show them getting rid of any of the other yeah. fish. And it didn't show any other fish dying except for the one that they were all yep. doing a feeding frenzy on. They just assumed that it worked. Yeah. And then they just died because they got, I can't even make uh -oh. up. A, I can't like, I'm speechless at the end of this movie. You're like, what? So, dude. dude. And then everyone like, oh, they exploded it. Everything's over and fine. And everyone in the base is hugging each other and celebrating. And I'm like, what are you celebrating? <laughs> There's nothing to celebrate. Nothing has happened. You don't know what happened. <laughs> There's still a time. Every other time they <laughs> thought they've defeated the piranhas, they come back. But now they're like, but let's stand on this watery base. Yay. <laughs> but the piranhas don't come back. And then they return to this base, the, the seals and fitch yeah. and scientist guy. And it is the goldenest of all golden hours. Yeah. Like, it was so orange. It was, but I mean, hey, any port in a storm. I was like, this is some good cinematography after the previous an hour and 28 minutes. <laughs> you can't even see anyone. It's just like profiles. <laughs> and then he kisses Tiffany and why? Oh, that that tension was unnecessary. Was the whole, I remember when they Shoot. first saw each other at the airport, I was like, oh, this is no. going to happen. <laughs> it was. No, look at that chemistry. They can't get enough of each other. It was so unneeded. It was so weird. Who the fuck put that in who was know. like you know what we need we need a love story the last five seconds and ends <laughs> this movie because i have no idea what to do now yeah it was super weird it was totally unnecessary like he could have been like great job again there was no <laughs> chemistry high five. yeah high five and then he's like sorry that's <laughs> for getting my men killed but for not telling us about that guilt thing earlier um <laughs> right. yeah nothing there it was so humorless there was no joy to be found in any moment of the movie the bicycle kick was oh. the greatest part and again i don't think that was intentional i don't think they said let's do something so goofy we can put it in the advertising i think someone thought that was a good idea he's like you know what i'm a stunt guy let me just do this i know martial arts and i know how to bicycle kick this is going to be a slam dunk it's interesting to hear and it was <laughs> it's interesting to hear he's a stunt guy because other than him taking out those three guards there was no hand-to-hand -hand fighting like you would have thought there would have been more but there was helicopter to yeah. helicopter fighting and ugh. there was one shot where he was like sneaking up on a guard and he's like Psst, and then he punches him <laughs> what there you go ow yeah i will say this i will say this there is a huge benefit to this movie because for the first time in 20 some odd years we got an original song from tiffany I didn't even think about that till my last viewing, and I was like, close window. I know, and I, didn't right finish when it. I didn't finish it. But... Right when I closed the window, I was like, huh, I wonder if that was Tiffany. No, this was Tiffany's start in the Asylum movies. She's been in a few uh... more, and she did one with her and Debbie Gibson. Oh, yes, yes. yes. I don't remember what that one is, but I just saw a, a little ad for that. I think it was Mega Python versus Gatoroid. That sounds right. They each have their own. I think Tiffany's illegally dumping steroids in the swamp, and Debbie mm -hmm. Gibson is a snake wrangler who bought like a black market bow constrictor. Like they're both villains. It's an it, okay. I'm gonna say it's an interesting movie, and I liked it, and I haven't seen it in years. But it was, mm -hmm. if I remember correctly, both characters are unlikable villains. Asylum can do some really <laughs> cool storytelling stuff when you have mm -hmm. the pro the quote unquote protagonists are both unlikable. They've done some really cool stuff like that. Tiffany is like the scientist that's the asshole 
is basically is that's her jam. Yes, which, that's what she does. Yeah. All right. And then, cool. I, then I think she was in a couple more. I think she was one in with J- uh, JL White, you know, Urkel from Family oh, Matters. Yeah, yeah. That he's been. <gasps> yeah. Oh no, I was thinking of Android Cop, but I don't think she was in that because oh, Julia White was in Android Cop, and that was an excellent movie. I liked Android Cop. I think they were in I know. Bermuda Tentacles, which I liked. Oh, yeah, I like Bermuda. Tentacles. I haven't seen it. It's good. Do you have a favorite line from this movie? I I honestly would have to say Colonel Diaz's line. Of course I'm going to attack them. I'm a soldier. Yes. I, that, that, that was his character. That's mm-hmm. all he could do was chase and attack, chase and attack. His character could have easily been fleshed out with another line being like, oh yeah, soon we'll control this country and the drug trade. And I'd have been like, oh, he's a bad guy. But they actually set him up as like a patriot. Yeah. He's not only a patriot, but like an actual patriot, yeah. someone who wants to save his own goddamn country from a bunch of infiltrators and yeah, scientists. Monster making infiltrators and they can feed his people all that they say, but they've killed so many people in the course of about a day and a half. Yes, so many. Yeah. That was one of my top three lines because that was great. My favorite line is when they all get on the weird U.S. bunker thing in the middle of the ocean and Fitch says to the scientist... Just think of everyone here as like average normal people. Oh, yeah, that was the plan. Were they, what? I think because they go. Are there superheroes here? <laughs> He's all trying to cut them. Do you bleed? Do you bleed? <laughs> yeah, I think they go. Whoa, you must be like a, a big wig or something like that. And he's like, yeah, I think yeah, that's. Do you think that you have a better title for this movie? I do. I think I do. Uh, to me. Here's the title, and then I'll explain why I think this is a perfect title for me. This is my title, Tybo Abs Workout Disc 3. (laughs) Because this movie was about as entertaining as Mm -hmm. an instructional DVD for a piece of equipment you don't own. (laughs) When you go to a thrift store and you see the the DVD section for something to buy and you see something, Mm -hmm. and it's an incomplete collection, that's what it felt like. Mm -hmm. This, I mean... There's a difference between a bad movie and a movie that literally has no joy in it whatsoever. It doesn't feel like people were trying their best. It feels like everyone was phoning it in. It's weird because when you're 12, you want Mm -hmm. a movie that's nothing but action. But then when you get it, you realize that they can't work. Even Mad Max Fury Road, which I really liked, Mm -hmm. had some character moments woven in through a giant action scene. It's really hard to pull off. This is what happens when you go, we're just going to have wall-to-wall action. It's exhausting. This movie was exhausting to watch. It was. And I felt like watching it, I was like, I feel like I should be enjoying this more than I am. Mm -hmm. Because it's got stuff in it, and it's fun. Yeah. But it's not fun to watch all put together like this. It's not. It's not. My title is Gaslit by Greenpeacers. <laughs> Thank you. There you go. What was your other... I think we cut out there. What was your second favorite line? You said you had three. Maybe, what the fuck? Or, this plan is food Okay, bar. yes, yes, yes. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, what a journey. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for that. Uh, (laughs) I had fond memories of it being so bad it was good, and this was just a slog. I felt like I feel like I have those fond memories of a lot of asylum movies until I rewatch them. But sometimes I really, really loved them. Yeah, sometimes they can be good. This one I felt like a Treyu leading his horse into the swamp of sorrow. (laughs) 
Like it was just like when I'm watching it, I was like, I feel really bad that I said, Tressa, let's watch because you may have never. It was so funny. I wanted to watch this movie so bad with you. I was like listening to your podcast. I was like, oh, I hope they don't do Mega Piranha before I get a chance. (laughs) And then I was like, oh, my goodness, I picked the worst. This is way worse than Death Racers. Yeah, Yeah. no, absolutely. 100 percent way worse. But you didn't even hesitate. You did not even hesitate to agree with that. That's awesome. You know, it was such a pleasure to talk with you again, Jason. Um, Anything you'd like to promote? Uh, Just my podcast, The Rabbit Radio, a daily paranormal podcast. We're always doing fun stuff every day, talking about ghosts. I need to come up with a better pitch, right? (laughs) (laughs) I can't 100% hear you, so I cannot react, but... No, it's the best ever, and I love your podcast so much. Thank you, and I love your I podcast I listen as well. to it every time I go to the gym. Nice. So, like, I can catch up. Nice. And you make me go to the gym now. There's a motivator. I listen exactly. to the Asylum case studies when I'm doing my walks. And when I'm playing Minecraft, it's one of the few podcasts I get nice. to listen to while I'm playing Minecraft. You can just langle. Langle? What's the word Linger? I'm looking for? You can just swim in it. Linger. No, you said linger. You can just enjoy it. You can just grab a pancake and walk right into it. Out of your pocket, perfect sphere. Yes, yes. (laughs) So again, Jason, so happy I got to talk to you again, even if it was about this movie. It was so fun. Awesome, yeah. And thank you so much for joining me. No problem. Always a pleasure. joining us this week on the asylum case studies special thanks to podcaster jason carpenter and a very handsome and talented andy slater our mixer and engineer extraordinaire make sure to visit us at asylumpod.com where you can subscribe to the show in itunes stitcher or wherever so you'll never miss a case study while you're at it, if you found any bit of enjoyment in the show, we'd appreciate a rating in iTunes. Or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. Unless you're going to be a dick, then no thank you. So until next time, I'm Tressa Slater. And of course I'm going to attack them. I'm a soldier!